It's not the best at anything, mm-hmm. except for maybe the looks. <laughs> True, because you can, when you look at it, you can see all the tubes, kind everything, of like everything. bend. It it, 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 like, it flows really yeah, well. Yeah, like it's one of those things that you you just have to see, and if you and if you you, you can see it, you it 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 draws you to it. You want to go up to the motorcycle. You want to touch it. You want to see it. You you want to get on it. Hey folks, this is Kako Tirona. And this is Gina Rafino. You are listening to Talk of the Town. So last week, Gino and I were here on Talk of the Town talking about a, our top five uh, list for rides and drives, our favorites from the year of 2020. And we tried to fit everything in one show. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. We were able to go through some of our top fives. Me, in particular, I was able to go with the, the Geely Cool Ray, uh, the Nissan 370Z uh, as um, two of our drives. And the, uh, sorry, the third one, uh, rather, was the Ford F-150. Now, I had a special mention of the Ford Territory and the Toyota Supra, which leaves me with two remaining spots for my top five list. And Gino mentioned just... Just one. Yeah. So I because I mentioned uh, two honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, the Royal Enfield Interceptor 650, as well as the Vespa 150 Sprint. And these were uh, honorable mentions, honorable like mentions. mentioned. Yeah. So the one, the only one that made it on my top five was the XSR 155. That's right. Uh, because I guess we just talked about them a little bit more than <laughs> time uh, time uh, constraints kind of. Uh, Obviously, we enjoy what we do. Yes, we do, and it's, we we talk about it quite often and a lot. It's very difficult to to, to narrow it down to to a top five yeah. list yeah. Uh, as we have because, uh, as we mentioned in our previous show, uh, we love what we do. We get um, test units. Uh, we get them for quite some time to drive them or ride them wherever it is that we want uh, to get as much feedback from it as possible, and mm-hmm. then do the reviews for autodeal.com.ph and motodeal.com.ph, and then we come out with on our videos that um, you guys have probably seen on YouTube, which we thank you for uh, subscribing to our videos, by, to, our, to our channels, by the way. But um, if you do enjoy our videos, do consider subscribing to them because uh, like I always say, we do enjoy creating them just for you. Absolutely. Now this morning, we are going to continue with our list and we're going to throw it over, to, throw it over to, to Gino to continue his list. So you've got one of your top yeah. five favorites for 2020. And I mentioned the last episode and uh, I'm going to start out this episode by mentioning a bike that I was really surprised with because when I first took a, uh, saw the bike I was like ew bang it really yeah <laughs> you actually put something that you immediately thought as ew I'm bang it um, into your top yes, five 100% this is interesting uh, oh, but I say that because I'm not really a big adventure um, bike type of person. Admit I, it. Is it because you and I are short and you can barely reach it? Come on, tell no, the no, truth. No, no, no. Although, you, you although, although the height, the seat height is usually a problem for me when it comes to adventure bikes. Yeah. Um, but it's really primarily because I just don't like the way they look. Like How? it's, it's just the style is not, is definitely not to my taste. But because this bike has everything else it made it to the top five. I don't see how you can dislike an adventure bike. I mean, I, I myself like bikes that are much lower, not because of my height, shut up, but <laughs> it's because they look better. But something like an adventure bike that looks like it can climb any mountain, yeah. like if it wanted to bring the Von Trapps from one side of a mountain to the other, you can go back and pick up all 17 million of them. And kind that's, of a thing. that's the beauty of adventure bikes, right? Because I always say that it, with riding a motorcycle, it's not just about the destination. It's about the journey. Man, you guys, gotta get a new line man. <laughs> but but with adventure bikes it's not just about you know it's it's about the destination as well because you can reach destinations that you can't get on normal bikes or even cars that's true Ewan McGregor God knows takes what they've, adventure they've gone bike. around the world with, with adventure bikes that's true and so the adventure bike that I've chosen to land in the top five um Specifically because I rode this. Right? Okay. I test rode this in 2020. So okay. there's no GS1250 here because I have yet to ride that. And uh, I didn't get to ride that in 2020. That's a beast. We were supposed to ride that, but then the lockdown happened the week of the the ride. Aww. Yeah, unfortunately. So it is actually going to be 
a bike that is made here in the Philippines, which is also nice to point out. Oh, ah. yeah. So, and because of that, the price is very competitive for what it is. It's mm-hmm. below seven hundred thousand pesos for a seven hundred fifty cc bike. That sounds pretty darn good. It's the KTM seven ninety Adventure, the standard, not the R, because the R is too tall, and I, I have to when I ride that. And there's a the traffic light. I need one butt cheek off the seat so that I can reach the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine, Philip uh, Manila traffic is kind of difficult on the on the R, uh, but the standard is perfect. It I'm looking at a photo right now, and that thing it's uh, it's a bike that you can take anywhere. It's a bike that I've I remember riding it on Marilake. Yeah, I ro- I rode it on Enlex. Mm-hmm. It rained on us. I did not care. I was like ah. No problems. I can handle this, you know. And I've taken it on slight trail, light trails, nothing too intense. Yeah, handle it perfectly. But the reason why that bike lands in a top ten, aside from the fact that it's good value for money, mm-hmm. is because you can ride that bike around the city and not be super problematic with the size. The GS, the twelve fifty, that will be a little bit of a a little bit of a difficult bike to take around uh, Manila. Okay. This okay. bike is fine because the handlebars go over the side mirrors of, of the cars. <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of like, okay, I'm I'm okay. I can I can handle this. Um, it's you can you can filter, but not you can filter with it, but not to the fact that not like with smaller bikes, but it's it's you, you can. So you can take it around the city. You can start, but it, but it is you can start riding this bike in the city. And then take it all the way to like Sagada, take it all the way to maybe even trail it up some mountains that you can't get to with a car mm-hmm. or, or, or other motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's there. It's a huge tank, so you can ride it for a very, very long distance. Yeah. Uh, the balance of the bike is fantastic. The, the, the technology of the bike is great. It has, well, I would put the slipper clutch on it because the standard doesn't come with a slipper clutch, but mm-hmm. uh, sorry, uh, um, quick shifter. Yeah. So you should, you should probably want, you could add that. Um, and it has the beautiful TFT display. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen the display in the showroom. Those things rival cars. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's big. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not quite the TFT display of, let's say, the GS of the BMW, but it's not far, right? It's, 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 you're right there. And it's not super extreme like, like the R where you can, like, it's, the R is really more, I, in my opinion, if you lived in Europe or someplace in the States and you want to take that thing super long distances and you want to, yeah. you know, and it road less travel type of thing. Mm-hmm. This one is still manageable for what I would use it for. You know, it's, it's funny that you say it's manageable considering the fact that this thing has got a six speed gearbox. It's yeah, 95 yeah. horses. It basically has the, almost the same output as some smaller automobiles out there. Yeah. And yet the way that you look at this bike, it's like a doomsday device where that, that's yeah. Right. It, if anything, it's, if everything goes wrong, you know, that this bike will still be ready for you. It's if, like a walkie-talkie or a, or a go-bag. It's, it's one of those bikes that if there was the zombie apocalypse, yeah. this is the bike that I want. Yeah. This Not is, only will it get you where you want to go, it'll run over a couple of zombies on the way too. And it's got, yeah, and it's got so much, you know, the, the fuel tank is massive. So you don't yeah. need to keep on stopping and looking for fuel. So th- this is the perfect bike for yeah, the doomsday situation if that ever happens, <laughs> the, zombie, uh, the zombie apocalypse, another outbreak. Uh, God, maybe with the vaccine, that's gonna that's where the zombies really will come out. I don't that's know. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, I mean, the only drawback of the bike for me is just I just don't like the way it looks. It's not your cup of it's tea. It's not my cup of tea. It really isn't. The seat height's very manageable for me. Five foot six, five foot seven. It depends on a good day. Five seven. <laughs> Depending on what shoes I wear, it could be 5'8". <laughs> um, but it's very manageable for somebody that size. And it's one of those bikes that more than meets the eye, I suppose. Uh, it would be the best way to, for me to put it. You know, looking at it, it, I know that you're not a fan of the way that it looks, but 
the fact that it it stands so tall it looks like it really does have a very commanding presence and what i want to point out this is definitely and i do mean definitely not a starter bike no this is this is for it's definitely a, for more experienced riders a, it could be a starter adventure bike a starter adventure yeah. bike yeah. okay i'm glad you pointed that out yeah so but it's d- despite it, it's not that heavy right so it's it's off the top of my head I'm, maybe i should dr- pull this up for the for the weight but it's not that heavy and it's it's a bike that's not gonna overwhelm you, despite of for smaller people the size that the, the size factor of the bike. Okay, the GS could be a little overwhelming for our, for people out there, for for some people. I think you know I've I've like I said I've seen this in the showroom uh, and it's definitely a motorcycle that commands presence. Yeah. But it's it's perfect in in the sense that you said it's not overpowering so to speak. Yeah. You you it's not like the, like the F150 where everybody's just going to get out of the way. It's it's still an approachable yeah, yeah, motorcycle yeah. is it's what it per- is. Yeah. It's not it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that much it has flex. Yeah. But it doesn't flex too much that it deters anybody from 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 trying it out mm-hmm. so to speak and um i think that uh, uh with a doomsday device as 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 this uh, it, it gives you a sense of calmness i guess if you were to uh, an and, owner of this bike and that's the feeling that i have when i'm riding it i feel calm calm you know the the position that you're in is is very comfortable you can ride the thing around you can ride it around the country. You can do the Philippine loop with that thing, no problem. Dude, I gotta ask you, you, you know that we have troubled roads inside the city and that's very apparent, yeah. but when you go over bumps or potholes yeah. in this thing, do you even feel it? You feel it, but it's not, it's not uncomfortable. Like you can ride through a pothole and be like, ah, okay. Oi, my lubak. Like it's, it's one of those things that parang I could see myself with this bike. Would you purchase this bike? I, that's why. I could see you it. You could see it. Okay. I could totally see it. My drawback is that, you know, when you're on, on a bike or maybe sometimes a car and you see a reflect, reflection of yourself. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> but it has everything else. That's the thing, right? It has, if I was more of a function over style type of person. Definitely. This is it. Yeah. But, I am a little shallow, admittedly. A little vain. A little vain. And that's why this is not, this, this makes it to the top five, but isn't number one. But what about the pride factor? The fact that it's made and in the that's country? Another, another, and that's another factor that, that brings it over the top. This bike already would have been a, a top five choice if it was still made in Austria or another place in the world. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's built in the Philippines. Gotta love it. You absolutely have to put it in the top five. Like it, it, it just that pride factor in it is like proudly Philippine made. What if the livery Damn. on this thing was the Philippine flag? Would you be even prouder than? Absolutely, you de- and that's another thing about it. I know KTM's all about the orange. Yeah, not my favorite color. You do realize that Auto Deal is orange, right? Yeah, that's why I like blue better. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> but I'm just saying. It's not my favorite color. Like it, it, it really isn't. Like, but you know, like I've seen people paint theirs black. I've okay. seen people, but but it's just me, right? I'm a, a more, I, I'm a more neutral uh, person when it, tum- when it comes to my preference of of colors. That's why my bike's black. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All my most of my gears black. True. But again, so, if this bike had like to say like the livery of the Philippines, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like that would that'd I, be cool as a special edition, right? Philippine made KTM. If you're listening uh, to the Ayalas, if you guys are listening, <laughs> this is something you might want to consider. Like have a Philippine edition of the KTM 790 Adventure. You could call it the 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 Rufino edition. Nux. The Gino edition. The Tirona. No, that doesn't have the same ring. It <laughs> but just doesn't. See, if you say Tirona or Kako anywhere near a motorcycle, it'd be like a like a like a monkey. Yeah, like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> but I this this was my choice over the Duke 790, which is also a nice bike. Mm. But only because even though I like the look of the Duke more, but it's just because I can do more with this mm-hmm. than the Duke. The Duke's more aggressive. It's faster, even though it's the same engine. It's it's it, it does it does ride faster. It's a little bit more aggressive, um, which is more nimble. 
The, the, the Duke, definitely. Okay. The Duke 790. But this one, because I live in the Philippines. Yeah. And there are times that you'd probably want to get, even though they're not, maybe not that often, you want to go on the road less traveled, the, the places that, that will not allow, or not maybe not allow. You can technically take, take a bike anywhere, but it depends on the skill level of the, of the rider. Yeah. Um, and, the, and your wheels, of course. Yeah. Um, but this bike is a very capable bike to go off-road and bring you to places where you get there. You're like, wow, look at this. You know, I can imagine myself riding this bike, going on a long road trip, and then finding destinations without a, without a destination, but finding one. Finding one, yeah. okay. And you know, ending up in a place that you're like, you know, it's good to be alive. And that's what I think of when I ride this bike. Like, did you give me goosebumps, man? <laughs> I wanna I wanna go on an expedition. I wanna go on a I wanna explore with 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 this well the way that you're talking about this bike i think you want to walk it down the aisle man (laughs) (laughs) he is shallow he did admit that he was shallow Uh, yeah he did admit it so uh, you can't take it against him uh he did admit that he was shallow now that would be gino's uh two of his top five and i've mentioned already three so why don't we go on to your third okay third motorcycle choice for your top five list for 2020 so okay, the next bike I would put again. This, these are not ranked. So the XSR one five five is in the top five. Yeah. The KTM seven ninety Adventure standard standard uh, is is not R not R. Yeah. Is in the top five, and this bike is a bike that I had the longest in twenty twenty. Define longest. How long? Uh, it was delivered to me. Yeah. Um, oh crap! Was this post lockdown? It was right. It was supposed oh, sorry, to be pre lockdown. It was supposed to be delivered to me before the lockdown, and then they held off. And then finally, when they were when we were closing in on GCQ, they're like, "Hey, Gina, we can actually bring the bike to you now because it's just sitting here and it's it's supposed to be with you anyway." Ooh! So they delivered uh, MV Agusta delivered the Brutale Eight Hundred uh, to me. Nice. And because of you know the like the pandemic, the the lockdown, they didn't have any events, they didn't have anything to do, so they're like, "I eh, just hold on to it." <laughs> Sure. I'm like, okay, not a problem. And I tell you, like their tagline is motorcycle art. That's that's MV Agusta. It certainly looks it's gorgeous. It's such a beautiful machine. Not the most comfortable. Oh, it's not. Yeah, if you look at this, if the seat of that thing, yeah, it looks odd. It's odd, and there's a hole underneath it, so yeah. that you can see through it for some reason. <laughs> so they they really made it style over function, right? But the design, like the details, right? You know, the the way the tank looks, yeah, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful machine. Uh, the triple it, exhaust, yeah, <laughs> drop depth going on the, on the it's yeah. just gorgeous. The one drawback I have with it was the dash. What about it? Bang it. Bang it. Like it's for as beautiful as the thing as that bike is, and you're like, why is the dash like this? Like everything everything is perfect already. Yeah. That's why they in the newer model they fixed it. They they updated it. The okay. the instrument panel. Um but that bike, it's not the fastest. It's not the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. But it's just fun. It's just a. It's, it's just a bike that you that and it's it's the entry level to MV Agusta. So it's not as um, intense as some of their other bikes. This brutale is the entry level to MV Agusta. Yes. Damn. <laughs> and it, it's they really it's it's not a it's not a MV Agusta. It's not a company that mass produces. You know, they're, they're not Yamaha, BMW, KTM. That mm-hmm. they don't mass produce them, right? Correct. It's specific, like it's not the one specific to the rider, but it's they they, they smaller amounts. They they manufacture smaller amounts. Uh, and when Motostrada brought them in, um, although they have been in the Philippines before, and the, yeah. the reputation wasn't that great, so Motostrada. When they when they decided to bring back MV Agusta to the Philippines, uh, they wanted to do it in a way that the models they bring in are you know stand out, and then they have the proper service, they have the proper you know um, backing by MV Agusta mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, Italy, mm-hmm. Um, and they do, and so you know that they'll be able to take care of the bike. Uh, the 
you know, the service is not going to be a major issue. It probably still will be a little bit more difficult than, let's say, a Yamaha yeah. or, or a Honda. Um, but it won't be as difficult as it was before. And that's, that's the, something that Motostrada was trying to um, accomplish. I'll tell you about the Agusa. Um, the, the first thing that really catches you for me is uh, the triple exhaust yeah. down on the right side. Gorgeous. Um, it, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Although the, the, I, I don't have a problem with the, the entire look of the, of the bike. In fact, the, the headlight kind of reminds you of that one-eyed monster from Monsters, Inc., Mike Wazowski. <laughs> it's like, it's a massive... It's a, it looks like a Porsche, the Porsche headlight. It, it's, a, it's a little dip. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a little bit um, sort of like uh, an oblong shape kind of a thing. But the one thing that I know about MV Augustus is... It sounds very, very different when you start the engine up. It does, and even when you're riding it, I don't know if it's because is it because the, the, the is it a dry clutch that's on the outside that it, or is it well no it just sounds very different mm. like um, uh, uh, when it idles it just sounds it it's and it and it even sounds better when you're riding it and you're using the quick shifter to go up right it I'll tell you what it sounds like. Remember the older Formula One cars? Yes, massive engines, eight cylinders, ten cylinders. Uh, during the time of Shumi, during yes. the time of Juan Pablo. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it sounds like when you're going down. Oh my uh, goodness! And then you switch out. It's like wow, wow. It's it's a beautiful sounding machine, and that's what it does, right? It really tickles all these senses when you're riding the Bratale. Mm. You feel like you're going faster than you are. <laughs> to be honest, that's with you. always a good thing on a bike, and it's not that it's not a bad thing. No, like I remember being on the expressway and I'm riding with some 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 people, and I'm like, "Wow, these guys really really ride fast." And I look at my speed. I'm like, "Okay, I'm not riding as fast." <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the speed limit. Okay, okay. So so you're tame. Yeah. So you feel like you're riding faster than you are. It handles very well. So I, I, I've taken the thing everywhere. I've took mm -hmm. that thing to um, the, uh, the expressways, the Gaitai, Cavite, all over. Mm -hmm. It handles very well in the city, uh, even though the turning radius is not great. Oh, okay. So better for definitely better for taller people then. Yeah, I mean, even the bike's better for taller people. I, I'm, on, I'm on my tippy toes on it. Yeah. Okay, uh, which means forget about it when you're my height. Uh, <laughs> it's a little top heavy, so it's ah. a little. You have to be a little careful when you're when you ride it. Okay, um, but you know, I've taken it on the track. I've I've, I've done I've done basically almost all I can do with a bike. I mean, it was with me for a long time. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not. I wouldn't say it's it's the best bike or one of the best bikes I've ridden, but it's the one that I'm one of the ones I'm attracted to the most. So this, you'd walk down the aisle? Maybe. Because it's good. I gotta say, the, the, when you first look at the, the, the motorcycle, if not for the exhaust, but the, the whole general design of it, it's really very, very different. Yeah. It's, got, it's got flavor to it. It's got, uh, it, it, it is Italian design, yeah. if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So it's got a very, it's got oomph to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's very different. Uh, it's eye-catching, yeah. definitely. And it's, it's, it's enough that when, when a motorcycle passes you by and the exhaust is so loud that it kind of vibrates the car that you're in, regardless of what speed that you're at. You could be doing 80 or 100 kilometers per hour on the highway. Open pipe band now. <laughs> <laughs> when right. it passes you yeah. by. And it, it, it just sounds very different. And, and when you get up close and personal to it, and I'm sure that you say you spend a lot of time with it, you could actually sit down and just stare at this yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I could totally just stare at it. And, I, and a lot of times that's what I did. Like I... If it was an, if it was a ride that was just like let's say coffee meet up with some friends, yeah. socially distanced by the way, <laughs> and you know we pick places where we can park the bikes and we're right next to it or not far from it, right? And just stare. And if I that me, I stare at the bike. I'm like, wow, it's such a beautiful looking machine. Yeah. And it's like, what's funny is that I normally don't favor modern, very modern looking bikes. Mm -hmm. But this one, it, I can't explain it. I was just so drawn to it. 
How affordable are we talking here? It's just under a million bucks, so it's not cheap. Oh man, nine hundred eighty thousand Philippine pesos. But at least it's over a hundred horses, right? It's about a hundred and five, I yeah, think, something like that. Close to that. Um, but it's again, it's a little bit on the pricey side. Yeah, I think the remaining bikes that I have, I have three left, uh, are on the pricey side already. But is it worth it? This one. I can't do it because I can't afford to spend a million bucks on a bike. Yeah. But if I could, you would. I would. I, I think any bike in the top in my top five is something that I would consider already, if if the budget uh, allowed me to. So it, if if you had the spare cash, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had definitely. Bike, yeah. So it, it's so it, it, you know like if you're if you're thinking about supercars like a like a say Ferrari, yeah. You know this. It's the same. Like you know, it it has that same flavor flavor for me. I don't know if it's the Italian uh, thing about it. Although Ducati's more close to Ferrari in terms of, um, I guess, association. Yes. Uh, so this, but this has that kind of flavor for for me. Maybe Pagani. I don't know. Um, but it's 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 one of those it's one of those machines that. It's not the best at anything, mm-hmm. except for maybe the looks. <laughs> True, because you can, it, when you look at it, you can see all the tubes, kind everything, of like bend. Like, it it, it, like, it flows really yeah, well. Yeah, like it's one of those things that you you just have to see, and if you and if you you, you can see it, you it, it it draws you to it. You want to go up to the motorcycle. You want to touch it. You want to see it. You you want to get on it. Yeah, I I've, I rode with some people. Um, who are on BMWs? Um, mm-hmm. Who are on you know nice bikes? Yeah, the one that drew the most attention was this one. Yeah, because they don't see it that often. That's a, so. This is definitely a bike yeah. you want to get if you don't want to be looking like the norm. You want to yeah. stand out yeah. for sure. This would definitely be yeah. that bike. Yeah, it would. It would be. It would be. Or because yeah, I mean it's not common at all. Mm-hmm. There's a few people who have. Loved the brand for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but it has a very, you know, it's it's not a um, like an example. The R ninety BMW R ninety, yeah, beautiful machine, beautiful bike. Wish I could afford that one. Yeah, but people, it's so common. There's so many of them. That's why people customize theirs with good reason. With good reason. With yeah. Good reason. Right. I mean, it's a good problem to have if you're a manufacturer. True. But if, if you're the brand. Yeah. Uh, but this one, they go the other direction, right? They want. They want that. They want. It, it's almost like let's say, I'll give you an example with the limited sneakers. Okay. Like, you know, whether you're Nike, Adidas, or whatever brand out there, you come out with these limited editions. You know you're gonna create more of the demand, yeah, right. So yeah. Th- and that's what the, these bikes kind of remind me of. Okay. So it's kind of like the limited edition off white Jordan. I don't know. So it's uh, something that's probably not y- you're paying a premium for it because there's not that many of them. I see. So we've got Gino's top three. Right. I have three left. So top, you, not top three, but top three picks rather. Wait, I have. I, have, no, I have two left. You have two left. Yeah, I only have two left. You have two left. And I have two left as well for my top five favorite mm-hmm. drives of 2020. And I'm going to throw it in there. I'm going to say that one of the two is most definitely the Kia Stinger. Oh, I absolutely, it looks good. It does look darn good. Now, I, maybe, maybe because it was uh, an ex-Audi guy that designed that guy, mm. and I fell in love with the A7 the first, the very first time it came out. The fastback where the uh, the trunk opens and the glass comes along with it. It's a it's a GT, so you're very comfortable inside the car. It's a little bit longer, so it's a stable ride. Uh, the technology inside the the Stinger, and it's not priced. Like it wants to be absolutely exclusive. It's priced. It's a little on the pricey side, but it's priced properly, I believe, uh, for what the Stinger can offer you. It's um, it's a great looking car. It drives really well. It's got a great engine. Tech inside is actually pretty good, and the comfort inside, for at the very least, the passenger and the driver is is 
top notch. The rear uh, could use a little bit of help, but not bad, even if you are tall, because even though it's got a, a sloping roof line, but the absolute look of this car when you're standing out of uh, outside and, and staring at it. I mentioned it that when you're looking at it in the showroom, you will definitely give it a second look, yeah, a second yeah. take. But that second take, that second look, might actually just be you picking up the keys and driving it out of the showroom because <laughs> it's it's gorgeous. Yeah, and I yeah. and I had no problems driving it. I was very comfortable whether I was stuck inside traffic or when we were on the highway, which I didn't want to end. I just want to keep going. And it's surprising that it comes from a company that not a lot of people, you know, uh, clamor to immediately. It's a Kia. Yeah. And there have been jokes left and right said about Kia, whether it be in North America or in other parts of the country that, oh, I drive a Kia. Oh, it can't be suckier than my Kia or whatnot. But in this particular car, man, that kills all that stigma because it's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that car for the first time and I looked like four or five times like is that really a Kia? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's got that like, on it. No way. <laughs> it's a Kia. Like there's something like I don't know man. Like, it's it's as far as from anything that I've ever seen from that brand. Mhm. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like it's, I think it's a great thing that 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 it veers away from what you're normally used to. It uh, if it if it can create, let's say, for example, somewhat of a flagship automobile, and it's something to look at, and and it's something to aspire for. It, it's not necessarily just a, a German car anymore that people will look after and say, "Ooh, I want that particular mm. BM or that Audi or that that Porsche or, or so on and so forth, Ferrari and whatnot." Uh, not necessarily European, but now you've got. You've got a, a Korean car, something built in Asia that is is readily available to our country too. Yeah. Um, that isn't priced exorbitantly, you know, and and it's got most, if not all, of the things that you could ask for when it comes to a GT. And at the same time, uh, it's got space if you decide to bring your family along. So it's it's actually a great car. It's hard. Not a kind of fanboy over it, sort of like the way Jack and Earl go over like K-pop music and whatnot. It's hard not to love this thing. Do you think? I, I'm curious what you were gonna say about this. Do you think that it's because you're surprised? It's that Kia produced something so awesome. I am definitely surprised of the car because of the Kia badge. Yeah. I would have expected it, to be honest with you, I would have expected it from, let's say from Toyota yeah. or from Mazda. Yeah. You know, but to come from Kia, it was just it was a it was a great shocker. It okay. was a nice shocker. It was it was uh, so, to look at the automobile and say, yeah, Kia is not just all about which is what we know it for, uh, more of um, SUVs and crossovers or yeah. not more crossovers really. But um, now that you see this car, it's like ah, there's a new player around. And mm. the fact that the car can definitely hold its own against those in, in the side, the, seg the same segment, then that's, that's absolutely great. It's great not just for us consumers, but the fact that these, this company, Kia, is actually you know, pulling itself up and saying, yeah, we, we want to go against these guys and they're doing a great job. They're mm. not doing a piss poor job. Yeah. No, they're doing a great job at it. And, and it shows in the stinger. Yeah, because usually when I think of Kia, I think of practical, mm. right? The, these are the words that come come like, like affordable, fuel efficient. Never have in my, in my experience with, with, with cars and, and motoring, did I ever go like, wow. To a Kia. <laughs> you, nev you never thought that you'd you put the word hot and, and, yeah, and no. with, with Kia. And, I, and then when I saw that car, I'm like, oh my God. And that's, that's, that's why I think for me, it was, it was already, it looked attractive. But when I saw the Kia badge, I'm like, it made me want to know more about it. Definitely. You know, it is, it's one of those things that, that's why I asked you about that. If it's just a shock factor because it's a Kia. And because that's what it was for me. Mm -hmm. Because I'd never in a million years would have thought that Kia would have produced something like that. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And it, you know what? But, it, it, it's in, we got it in red. Yeah. But if that thing were in black mm -hmm. or white or even orange just for you, this thing would, <laughs> that thing would still look great, man. But, okay. 
So, you know, there are, when I think of cars, like, it has to, the, a car has to be as enjoyable for me sitting in EDSA traffic as it would be on the expressway. Completely. I, and, I, like, it completely. needs to be as enjoyable for me. Otherwise, I'd rather take a bike. And this thing is so, both. Okay, that's, that's, where, that's where I was getting at. So you, you don't mind sitting in traffic w- on, on, with, this, with this car? No, not at all. There were other cars in my list that I would say that I would mind, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. mind. But as we get closer to th- some of my more favorites, this, the Stinger, in traffic, not a problem whatsoever. Yeah. So definitely not, uh, not, let's say, for example, your Brutale. Yeah. I don't think that you want to get stuck in traffic on a Brutale. Yeah, I mean, but I can maneuver through the traffic, but it's... it's but standstill traffic is what I'm talking traffic. about. No. Yeah, I want to be. I want to be moving. That's the traffic that I'm talking about. If I, if it standstill traffic yeah. in a in a in although a, although I wouldn't mind so much because I'm bogging on bike, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like yeah. That's it. Stare at me, baby. Yeah. Although nobody knows who's riding it because I have a helmet on, full you know, with doesn't a visor matter. down. It doesn't just, matter. Just like, stare yeah, at the yeah. just stare at the beast in between my legs. Like, enjoy this. <laughs> I want to share the way this bike looks with everybody. <laughs> so I've got I've got my one remaining car okay. for my uh, top five list of 2020. Okay. You've got. Two I have two remaining, remaining bikes. Why don't we? Why don't you hit you so up? So I'll, I'll. So again, these are not in order. Yeah. So I guess I don't need. Neither I, are mine. I don't need to justify which one comes first or not. Yeah. But I am gonna also run a go with a a bike specifically because of the way it looks. It's the most impractical bike. Maybe the impractical machine out there. So this would be my F one fifty. This is kind of your. This is the. Oh yeah, this is your F one fifty, but okay. for all the different reasons. Okay. Right. Um. This is exactly your F one fifty because it's got. You can't even put a a pillion. You can't even put a back rider because it's got one chair, one uh-huh. seat. Chair. Not chair. One seat. Sorry. It's not comfortable. Not comfortable. No. no. Even for the single rider no, that's no. on it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Its tank is nine liters. What's that gonna get you <laughs> up and down, Edsa? That's it. I went to I went to Clark with this bike, and I had to fill up twice. <laughs> Dude, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> and it's just a machine. You're like, okay, you really are useless. <laughs> But you're pretty. But you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Tell us. It's the Bobber of Triumph. It's the Triumph Bobber Black. Triumph Bobber Black. Yeah. It costs almost a million bucks. <laughs> it's also expensive. It's it's so it's kind of like the brutale choice, right? It's okay. it's because of its looks and and not because of the functionality. But the but the brutale is more functional than this. Like the brutale, you can take that, you can enjoy it more on the racetrack than this bike. This bike, you would ride around the city, and that's really what you would probably do use most for the bike. Because if you go on a long ride with this thing, with nine liters, and you can't find yourself, <laughs> you can't find a you can't find a, station. a gas station. You're gonna be in trouble. I gotta say though that this was some time ago, and Gino actually allowed me to sit on this bike, <laughs> and darn it. I fell in love with this bike because I can flat foot it. Yeah. And it is gorgeous. It's 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 really good looking. But I did not realize that this sucker only has nine liters, nine liters of fuel. And it's it's you know, it has enough power, it has all that kind of it, it performs fairly well for what it is. It looks like a brute. It really. is. I mean it's 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 just that the image of riding the bike is really what sells it. It's the best-selling bike of Triumph in the Philippines. It, this is the yeah. best-selling bike of the okay of Triumph in the Philippines. Um, as as great as their Bonneville, as great as their other bikes are, mm-hmm. this outsells them, and it, it sell it outsells them specifically because it looks awesome. Well, you look at a picture and immediately you th- you get it. Why? I was in a showroom the other day, and they almost sold the bike without even the guy testing it because he just looked at it and he was like. <laughs> Wow, I want that bike. <laughs> you were there, yeah. Jack, Jack was with, yeah. Jack, Jack was, was there. there. Yeah. He looked like he had he lo- money. So yeah. he, he had money, and then he, he walked he in, like, and he was almost ready to buy it. And then the guys in Triumph was like, "Sir, maybe you want to test ride it first And what? And you know, what did he say? Oh, okay. If you really need me to yeah. test it, so but I guess he drove. He I, test I rode it. some of the other. I guess because they wanted to make sure that 
he really wanted that bike and not any other Triumph, right? Um, so they, it's, again, it's useless. The bike is so freaking useless. But? But it's just so gorgeous. It's not, you said it's not comfortable. It's it not comfortable. doesn't have a great fuel tank. There's, yeah, but there's, it is low to the ground. Yeah, you can't even put a, you can't even put a saddlebag on that thing. Yeah, there's, there's no place it, to put it. That's right. You and it, and you put if you put a tank bag on there, it might look silly. But this is the type of bike where you, you just slap on a pair of jeans, a t-shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. your gloves on. Forget the jacket. Yeah. Get a half helmet. Put your sunglasses on. Maybe a small little shield for your mouth for the bugs. Yeah. And that's it. You drive. Yeah. And you, it, this it's the kind of bike that you walk up to a cafe and say, Absolutely. "I don't have money, but you will give me food and water." <laughs> well, because if you have the this bike, bike that I drive, this, if you have this bike, you probably have money. Because <laughs> it's close to a million bucks. Ouch. Um, I mean, put it this way: it, if I ever own this bike, that means I have enough money to have another one. Okay, so it's definitely not your only bike. Yeah, it it's, is it's, a second. Bike. It's a secondary bike. Um, what if your first bike is actually a Vespa? Would you get this guy? Uh, I, I would use the Vespa very similar to this bike, though. Like it, it would Sparingly. be my, it would be my city bike. Okay. Because you can't, you, I mean, you can, but you have to know where the gas stations are when, how, you, when you ride how out. How sad that this bike, something that looks this gorgeous, is only good for the city where, unfortunately, I know, I, I you it, can't and open her up. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a thousand, you know, it, it's a thousand cc. I mean, it's, it's, the power is there. It's just that you, okay, I've taken this bike, like I said, I took it to, to Clark. Yeah. Man, so there's parts of NLEX that have bumps, right? Yeah, by the bridges. Yeah, correct. By the did you fly the, over the, them, dude? I I literally my ass flew from the seat. <laughs> Crap! And I landed on, it and I'm like, thank God, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I was going excessively fast. Okay, it was just that it's bumpy. I mean, it has a mono shock in the back, um, but because. Because bobbers traditionally they're hardtail, so there's there's yeah. they don't have the shock in the back, right? Yeah. But this one they wanted to you know try to make it as comfortable as possible, and that's why they hid the mono shock underneath the seat. So, dude, if if you're already saying that it's somewhat bumpy, and that's on the highway already, and 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 I gotta say that the NLEX is actually uh, pretty smoother smooth. yeah. than than what we're used to. So if I'm thinking, but there's only like two spots in NLEX. Regardless, I'm yeah. thinking if you travel at sixty kilometers per hour on the streets of Metro Manila or Cebu or Cagayan yeah. de Oro, which can get bumpy, yeah. this thing is not, not the greatest idea. It's not, it's, not a, it's not comfortable. So you gotta drive but, around the city at like forty kilometers per hour. But you know, well, in 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 Davao, you can only go what forty kilometers per hour anyway, <laughs> sixty kilometers per hour. Which is why I mentioned Cebu yeah, and Cagayan yeah. de Oro. Yeah, but. You know, there's a term in the bike world that's, that, that people say, Tiisganda. Tiisganda. And that's the epitome of this, of the Triumph Bobber Black. And it sounds freaking awesome. You start her up and it's like, Jack, you, you will agree with me. When you, the first time you started that bike, what, did it, what was your reaction? I almost cried. Yeah. He almost cried. Was, it, Jack I'm almost not, cried. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> when I rode it around, just around the block, it was like a life-changing I'm not joking. So you're telling me that that when Gino starts this motorcycle, it's like eating a bar of chocolate that you've never had in your life. It's life changing like, like kind of a thing. Chocolate bar ever. First chocolate <laughs> bar ever. Yeah. If you can take out the innuendos the from that, he literally rode it around the block, and his his it looked like he was kind of walking with it because he, he didn't walk. <laughs> straddling. He was straddling it. He was waddling. You know, but Jack's a, Jack's a much taller than me. Yes. And I was like, okay, he's being extra careful with it. Great. <laughs> but you can almost see the smile on his face through his mask. <laughs> it is. I got to admit, it is definitely a gorgeous bike. And 
had I, I think I'd agree exactly with what you said. It won't be my first motorcycle, but if I mm-hmm. had the means for a second, it would definitely be a second because of just simply the way that it looks. I mean, I even love the side mirrors on this thing. That's yeah. how that's how yeah. cool it is. And whether it's not comfortable when you're driving it, when it is standing still and you just sit on it, the seat's actually pretty comfortable yeah, yeah, when yeah. it's not moving. When it's not moving, it's it's when you you can feel the bumps. Put it that way. Yeah, you can feel the imperfections of the roads in Manila. True, but like I think, like your previous motorcycle, the MV Augusta, this thing, uh, you said it right by simply saying "made the thing" talaga, made and it thing. really does. Uh, so the color black on it, yeah. and 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 it's I've, it's low and the wide seat. I've yet to find that bike that blends, let's say, the Brutale or the or the Bobber Black with the KTM 790. Like you know what I mean? The functionality of the KTM 790. So you want a Tall. <laughs> um, there's, you there's, want? There's no. There's nothing that. There's nothing that that. A that, dual sport. No, but they, they still don't look as good these, as as and the Brutale and the and the Bobber Black are very different looking bikes. But I just love the way both look. I completely get. But what you know what I mean. From, yeah. So like, and I'm choosing those two specifically because of the way they look. Yeah. Well, the Bobber more because the the Brutale, the performance of Brutale for me is superior. But I. Like the the seven ninety the the Duke the KTM seven ninety Adventure yeah, I'm picking that specifically because of the functionality and not because of the looks. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So it's it's different, right? It's different in that sense. Like it's an ugly looking bike, but everything else is perfect. Whereas whereas, whereas the Bobber, it's super useless, <laughs> but it just so it's just so pretty. You know, I'm glad you actually said those things because. One, but the last car that I is yeah. it the last car? The last, it's your last. My last, car. yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, my last car on the list of uh, top five for 2020. Actually, we haven't even um, we're as we're recording this right now. We're still in the process of shooting this particular car. But so how, how do you know you're gonna love it? Uh, because I've had it for the past four months. Oh wow, four or five months, if I'm not mistaken, and it's going to be ridiculously painful. To let go of this bike, mm. uh, sorry, this car, not bike. Sorry, this car, because I've it, converted him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's got what it is that you just simply described earlier about the motorcycles. It's got looks, mm-hmm. and it's got functionality at the same time. Mm. And it's very difficult to find fault with it. I can, I can, which I'll, which I'll point out some now uh, that some people might say that it's a fault, but some fault in it is uh, the fact that it's it's an in between car. Mm-hmm. It's an it's um how I'm gonna describe it as the middle child. Okay, you've got your favorite eldest child, you know, si kuya or si ate, whatnot, and then you've got the bunso, which is the cutest one. And sometimes you don't know what to do with the middle child. <laughs> sometimes it could be a rebel, sometimes not a rebel. But in this are, case, are you the middle child? No, I'm the eldest. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bunso. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, then this child that we we're gonna be talking about is the middle child, and it makes it to my po- top five uh, drives for 2020, and it's the Mazda CX-8. Oh, and first off, it's a damn good-looking car. It resembles yeah. the CX-9. Yeah. It's bigger than the CX-5, so this is why I call it the middle child. Mm. Uh, the Wasn't MG- there a CX-7? There was a CX-7. It's short-lived CX-7. Yeah. It kind of sort of like the same size as the CX-5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this CX-8 is is what currently is the middle child between the nine and the five. It um, some people might actually look at this car and think that it's too pretty. It's too pretty to, to 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 say to do some nitty gritty work of uh, it being a seven seater. It may not be able to handle a little bit of mud outside the city, you know, a little bit of off road. And while there is an all wheel drive option for the CX eight, what I have is the front wheel drive option of the CX eight. It's not the six seater; it's the seven seater. And you know, either on long drives. As we mentioned, or being stuck in traffic, this car, I ain't got a problem. No problems with it whatsoever. Yeah. If you decided to walk down the aisle with this car, <laughs> I'd feel jealous. Even though I'm married, I'd still feel jealous because that's how good looking this car is. I have, and uh, it's comfortable, and it's not like the 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 CX5, which is it's it's 
it's a bigger version of the CX-5, obviously, yeah. but it's not as robust as the CX-9, where the CX-9 is actually more on, say, driver-centered. Mm. The this CX-8, one you can, can be both. It, it, the CX-8 actually, it takes everyone into consideration, all the oh. passengers into consideration. So it's comfortable for even those <clears throat> that are in the, the, the sixth and the seventh seat in the back. However, the, the gripe with it there is that um, it's not an all-wheel drive. See, you get into a car that's obviously this size, and it's just a few inches uh, smaller than the CX-9. And if you've driven a CX-9 before, you expect an all-wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. Unfortunately, the seven-seater CX-8 is not an all-wheel drive. There is an all-wheel drive option that I mentioned, but that's only a six-seater. It's sort of like a, it's like a limo, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the back. But so I think that's the one thing that people might actually have a problem with that it's not an all wheel drive vehicle, which is what the top of the line Mazdas are, are known for. Would it be a car that you bring um, on, let's say, I don't know, through mud, through, you know, could, could you get dirty with it? Oddly enough, we actually did. When we were filming the Jimny. Yeah. And we had to go to places where if, if you guys check out the video of the Jimny and we got down and dirty with it, yeah. we did get down and dirty with the CX-8 and it's capable. Really? It's, un- it's, it's, not, it's not so pretty that it doesn't know how to get dirty. Okay, that's, that's where I wanted to go with, with that question. So it's basically a attractive... It's an attractive capable car that can be cowboy that can definitely be cowboy and the price is actually pretty good if i'm not it's a two three or two four somewhere along that line it's uh it's <clears throat> it's, it's it's priced very well and the beauty about it is is that what Moss has been trying to do i'm, I'm trying hard not to fanboy here but it, what Moss has been trying to do is it's trying to bring premium to the level where it is affordable mm. So you have your premium automobiles yeah. inside the country, right? Yeah. Uh, brands here and there. But what Mazda is doing is that they're fighting, they're, they're trying to fight uh, their big bosses, whether it be in, 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 in Southeast Asia, that they're trying to bring affordability and premium in one package and they've got it. They've got it pretty close to the, the CX-8, which is, as Jack just showed me, it's about 2.3 million bucks. Yeah. Would you agree with me yeah. Among the Japanese brands out there, mm-hmm. that Mazda makes the most beautiful machines. I w- Aesthetics. It's just yes. purely on looks. Yes. Yeah. I would have to be I would have to I would have to agree. And not just on looks too, because the driving position that they get you in, yeah. which is uh something that they've been working on for quite some time. The the driving ergonomics and 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 the um, everything that's placed inside the car, the way that you drive it, it's actually pretty darn good. I guess the, the biggest complaint would, uh, that I would have would be, let's say the entertainment screen, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb every, uh, when you look at it. Yeah, but Mazda's are like that though. They are, they predominantly are. So that's my, my, yeah. my gripe with it. Uh, the sound system's great. Uh, the ride is really, really great. It's a crossover. And it, this car, the, 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 the line of the CX-8, it basically begs you to ask yourself the question, do I really need a PPV? Mm. There are some people out there that definitely want a PPV. They need a PPV, whether it be a a 4x2 or a 4x4. But uh, this car kind of sneaks in there and says, if you don't really think that you need a PPV, I can do everything else that you need to do for you. And it may not have the frugality of a diesel engine because it's it's a it's a it's a it's a 2.5 liter sky active gasoline engine yeah, yeah. so it doesn't it's not going to get you 13 kilometers per liter like other diesel engines inside the city or 10 kilometers per liter so forget about it you're not going to get that you will get about eight and a half which is actually not bad considering that seven seats but i think it's main its main uh, selling point is the fact that it's so comfortable because it is a crossover after all. So the ride comfort is there and then you've got the the comfort of the seats inside for all the passengers and the fact that, as you mentioned, it can get down and dirty if it need be. Yeah. So it's one of my top five drives of 2020 and it's going to be a biatch for me to have to return the car. First, here's my question. Why do you have it for nearly half a year? 
Well, it is a long-term <laughs> borrow. That's exactly what it is. Mazda Philippines gave it to me as a long-term borrow. And I thought that I was actually going to be okay with it for like a week or two weeks yeah, and, yeah. And, and get my kicks in. But then it was brought to my attention that um, if it if you were going to compare it, the reason why they also gave it to me is because we own a PPV. Okay. Our Montero uh, is with us. It's a 4x4 Montero. So the whole point was to see is if we could see ourselves replacing our PPV uh, with this with this particular automobile. And truth be told, there are certain times that I wish that we had this car instead of the PPV. <laughs> but there are other aspects that I enjoy in my PPV. So so with, let's say, for example, with the Montero, I like it more because it feels more robust. It rides more robust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people, and sometimes you really want that. But then there are other times that you want lighter steering and you want an easier ride. And you think to yourself, this car can do almost everything that my Montero can. There's still certain things that my Montero can outdo yeah. than than the Mazda. So it it's 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 it begs the question that that the, the basically Mazda said, okay, let's give it to Kako because we know he owns uh, a four by four PPV. Yeah. But can that PPV, or rather, can this crossover, can this CX8 compete with a PPV? And the answer is, yeah, mm. it really really can. All right, so let's go through your top. Five. Yeah. What do you have? So my top five, uh, including the uh, honorable mentions. Yeah. Well, no, just the top five. Just the top five. Okay. The top fives, once again, with, as I mentioned, the CX-8. Uh, then before that was the Stinger. Before that was the Supra. Mm. Before that was the Ford F-150. And we started the entire conversation with the surprise for Gino, as he says that yeah. it wasn't in my list, was the Geely Cool Ray. Okay. So that rounds up my top five drives for 2020. And we've, you've done four yeah. of your, can you, can you run them by us again yeah, before so you get to the, the top XSR one? The XSR 155. The 155. The KTM 790 Adventure Standard. Which is like the doomsday machine. The doomsday machine. So uh, hang on, the, 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 the 155 was your starter bike. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the doomsday machine cap- capable of everything, but bang it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then you have the two beautiful bikes. Your blondes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Not a fan of blondes, but sure, if, if you are. Uh, the Brutale, the MV Agusta Brutale 800, and the Triumph Bobber Black. Bobber Black, okay. Right. So I have one left. I get in no particular order. Uh, I chose this bike because, well, Budget-wise, it's actually quite friendly for, mm-hmm. for the bike that it is. Oh, okay. It's got good technology. Very, mm-hmm. very good technology. Maybe in, in its class, it has the most. It performs fairly well. Maybe not the best, but it's definitely got some good performance. Okay. It comes from a very reputable brand, BMW. Oh. And, you know, the five-year warranty that BMW has is always... Uh, That's always a plus. It's always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> so... It has everything. The looks aren't my favorite in, in its ca- in its category in its class. Okay. Um, but so I'm going away again from from my shallowness of the looks of the Bertale 800. And How the, grown up of you! And the and the Triumph Bobber Black, and this is kind of like the middle ground if you were to say if there's such a thing between the even though it's closer to the Bertale. Okay. Um, but it's kind of like the in between. Like I could use, I can use this more. Let's say, definitely more useful than the Triumph Bobber Black. Okay, trackable, trackable. Yeah, yeah, trackable. What uh, is this? It's the it's the BMW F900R Style Sport. Damn. Yeah. Great, great looking bike. Yeah. Um, we I had, should say we've had two on on Moto Deal. We had the standard. We had the standard trim and the style sport trim. I personally like the look of the standard trim more because just because it doesn't come in color, it lots of colors. Yeah, uh, it just comes in. Well, it comes in the. It's a little bit more subdued with the black. And we the style sport only comes in one color, and that's in red. I like it because it has. Well, I actually to tell you the truth, I actually almost bought one. Oh yeah, and I didn't. I decided not to because I ended up getting. Uh, my bike, which is the XSR 900. So th- this bike, uh, the F900R, it has it has everything really. It has everything. The one drawback that people it's point not, out, it's not so pretty. <laughs> it's not as pretty. It's not as pretty. It's not as pretty as the Botale. It's not as pretty as the Bobber. But it has its own charm, right? It, there's there's people that like the that that, that kind of modern naked styling. It, 
you know, I don't know if it's because of age, but I'm looking at this thing thinking it looks like Nighthawk. Remember that street, show? Street Hawk. Street Hawk, Nighthawk, Street Hawk. Yeah. Kind of looks like Street Hawk and that's but, old, man. Yeah, no, it, see, this is more modern if you ask me. It, yeah. it has a modern look to it. It's, it's again, it's not, that's why I'm, I'm pointing it out. It's not as pretty as the Brutale. It's not, I'm, I'm choosing, I'm using uh, when I decide. And, that, and that's why I decided with the XSR 900 instead of this that I to purchase. Now, th- this bike makes it to the top five because of the technology that it comes with. Ah. I sat on this bike and Jackie were with me in, in the showroom. And then they adjusted the, the suspension by a push of a button. <gasps> Oh yeah, and I'm like, whoa, that's new. I've never <laughs> felt it on a motorcycle before. <laughs> like you can feel it. I'm like, whoa, that is really cool. So it has a lot of the technology that you would not expect something in that price range. I see. Like most of that technology that this bike has, you'd expect it with over a million bucks. Okay. Right. And this thing. This, this thing, thing is. This thing is seven, just over seven hundred fifty thousand Philippine pesos. Oh snap! For the for the style sport, it starts at six hundred fifty five thousand Philippine pesos. So, for a BMW to cost that much, that's not bad. That's not bad, right? And the reason why they were able to bring the price down is because they use a Lonson engine. The Lonson, everything else is built in Germany. The Lonson engine mm-hmm. is manufactured in China, but to the specs that BMW gave them. Yeah, so it's again, it's back to that argument yeah, that we why. were having earlier where it's, yeah. you know, like so, an iPhone or whatnot. Yeah, so I mean, iPhones are built in China. Yeah, correct. Right. So Designed it, in California, California yeah. but made in so China. So that, that, that's, that's something I wanted to point out because people um, have always said, ah, that's a, you know, it has a China engine, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, sure, it's, it was manufactured, it was built in China. Sure, it was manufactured in China, the engine. But to the spec that BMW Motorrad gave them. Yeah, correct. Right? Yeah. So this per bike, but this bike does it all, right? It performs well. Um, it's comfortable enough, except I would say for somebody like me who's had so many injuries on my, on my legs, on my, on my knees, yeah. that the foot pegs are a little bit on the high side for me. Even though I'm only five foot six, it's a little... I feel a little too tucked. So your knees are bent a lot, is yeah, what you're so saying. It's it's it's, okay. al- it's almost sport bike feel, almost, but not. Yeah, because you wouldn't be leaning over because the handlebars do come. No, I mean it's still you're still aggressive, very aggressive s- s- sitting on this uh, on the bike. Um, maybe not as aggressive as you know a sport bike, like let's say an R6, mm-hmm. um, but it's still. It, it can basically, this thing can, you know, uh, it can do everything that the Brutale can do, but has more technology. Okay. The TFT screen is the same as the GS, so it's the best in the business. It has maybe a little bit too much information. It, ha- it can give you the, the lean angle that you're in. It can, give, it, it can measure your lap times. It can give you all this information that, it could be a little bit of a sensory overload to a certain extent. You know what the bike looks like? It really looks like uh, an adult choice. That's what the bike looks like. It doesn't look like uh, the other motorcycles that you mentioned down the list. It it looks more like a it looks like a sensible choice. It is a sensible choice. And it, it is it is my sensible choice, and that's why it made it to the top five because. It has enough of the styling. I like the way it looks more than I do the KTM seven ninety. Yeah. I like the way it looks um, more than the KT, KTM 790 Adventure and even the Duke 790. I like this the way this looks more. Okay. This has more technology. I like the way the Brutale looks more than this. I like the way even uh, the Bobber Black looks more than this. Mm-hmm. But this has more function than, than those two, in my opinion. It has more, it has more technology. It has more function. So it, ha- it blends in sort of the KTM... Uh, 790 Adventure and the Brutale 800. So uh, this is it's it's the I don't want to call it practical because it's still not practical, but it, it's leaning towards a practical choice. It's not my favorite. Put it this way: it's not my favorite in anything, but it does yeah. everything fairly well. Because it 
really just staring at the bike the, the, the first thing that comes to mind is like uh the other motorcycles that you mentioned on the list would be like your 20 somethings out um starting getting a new job uh but still going out drinking enjoying themselves and what not whereas the the 900 the way that it looks and with the amount of tech on it it sounds more like a a guy that's you know been in the same position for like let's say 15 years um you know he's he's he, he coat and tie every day to the office kind of thing although it doesn't look like it's a coat yeah. and tie but yeah. it it looks very safe and it it's it odd that you chose that particular bike to be a part of your top five because i was looking at yeah like you, you would the, the choices that you already made and there was a certain theme there it was uh, exciting it was new well this is still exciting right it, it, it is it still is it's still very exciting um in fact you can argue that this could be more exciting for some people than the brutale 800 really yeah well i wouldn't call it that but okay. some people some people might <laughs> um but it's really i was just floored you know by the technology in its price range you're yeah. talking eight, under 800,000 pesos and everything that that you know they it comes with it's good value okay um so it has that it, it when i when i think about bikes and w- where i rank them or what what i like you know there's a certain checklist right the box yeah. the check uh, the, the boxes need to be checked styling yeah Comfort, tech, um, performance, and it takes all and safety. So and this t- checks all of it. All of it. All five. All five. It it's not it's not number one in any, but it's definitely in the upper half of all. Okay. Well, that is going to wrap up our top five rides and drives on Target the Town for Gino and myself. Um, if you want a rundown of that list again, we can probably publish something on the website and yeah. tell you exactly what it is. I will say this, though, just before we go, I expected the BMW R9T to be on your so, list, okay. if not that, or the Here's, Scrambler. So I, I, the BMW R9T, the reason why it's not on the list is because I didn't actually take it out on a ride just ah, yet. Well, okay. Because to me, the way that it looks is just damn pretty. Oh yeah. It's, it's one of the best looking bikes I've seen. Yeah. Um, and it performs fairly well, but there's certain stuff about it. We haven't shot it, right? So that yeah. I, I can't put it on the list. Correct. So I, I like the, the dash like shakes when you're riding. I mean, there's stuff about it that's a little strange <laughs> that, that uh, of course, when we do the video, um, and of course you can, you can uh, like and subscribe the YouTube pages of Auto Deal and Moto Deal and the videos will be up um, soon. And when we, when we finally shoot the R90, I do plan to take it to a special place where there's a lot of a, I'd say old school BMWs in that location. Oh. So it has like, it's going to have that kind of flavor to it. I have an idea. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it it might have been on the top five. I it probably would have. There's always next year. Yeah, but we have 2021 to do that. That's right. And the one car that Jack pointed out that I didn't put on my list that he thought was going to be is the Jimny. Mm. And I thought that would be there. Yeah, I really thought so. And it's it as much fun as it was. It's just. It's uh, it's a car more for the spry. Okay, I should say uh, it's fun, but not for Tito Kako. Not for Tito Kako, and uh, not even I can't I can't even see I I can see my kids maybe driving around in it for fun if they were old enough to drive. But you know yeah. what it's like. Yeah, it's like a tonka. It's like a toy. It is. Right? Toy. It's it's a toy. It's yellow. You just put the black tire out in the back. Put tonka on it, and you're good to go. So that is it for 2020 uh, Torque of the Town Auto Deal and Moto Deals podcast and top five bikes, top, top five, five rides, rides, I say, yeah. and top five drives, drives of Auto Deal, top five rides of Moto Deal, and we're looking forward to doing another top five, top five next year. That sounds like a plan, Stan. Folks, thanks to you for listening. Uh, stay safe out there. We'll see you again Wednesdays at 10 a.m. This is Torque of the Town, powered by Podcast Network Asia. This has been Torque of the Town, a podcast produced by AutoDeal and MotoDeal. To learn more about our products and services, head on over to autodeal.com.ph and motodeal.com.ph as well as our social media pages and, of course, our YouTube channels. 
Talk of the Town is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. See you Wednesdays at 10 a.m. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.